Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Peacock Streaming. The biggest live events. From Super Bowl 56. Touchdown. To complete coverage of the Winter Olympics. It's all the unbelievable sports to love. Sign up now at PeacockTV.com. Welcome to part two of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. Um, it's a special episode with Matt Scott. Um, it went on for a little bit longer than we'd expected. So now um, we're going to talk um, more on uh, Unai Emery and Matt's case for keeping him on. We're going to talk a little bit about the club uh, and we're going to discuss uh, Raul Sinelli and where he's taking the club moving forward. Uh, really enjoyed recording this podcast. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of it. There, there has to be an argument that you know Klopp went into Liverpool with a with a, a far less interesting squad than um, than Uma, the Unai Emery had, and you could see the 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 football, the style, the coaching. Like moved all of those players in a in a direction that was 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 firstly easy to identify what he was trying to do, um, but you, you would have some spectacular games in his first season. He didn't have a preseason to deal with. Emery's in his second season. Um, like he's got he's he's definitely got a better squad than Wenger had in his last season. He's conceding averagely four more shots a game. You know there was a lot of low hanging fruit post Wenger that I don't feel. Emery has, has has picked up like everything across the board has generally got worse. Um, the players don't look particularly interested on the pitch at the moment, and you know he he doesn't have the ideal squad, but it, it like you can't see the vision or the direction that he's trying to move it in. And like the the, the well, hope I, was I, that I he was going to be. You, you... I, I can see what he's trying to achieve with the football and his diagonal passing entire football from from you know playing it out from the back diagonals making people work their way through the pitch and I and I think we saw a lot of that for sixty percent was sixty minutes against against Leicester 
Well, I think I also saw though as a team that is utterly devoid of confidence. I think that the other thing that that, that he's had to suffer. Yeah, well, let's go back to your point about the shots. The shots are irrelevant because actually, you know, they're not converting into goals. Yes, they're conceding an enormous amount of shots. A lot of them are coming from the flanks. Arsenal conceding more crosses than than all but one or two teams in the Premier League. Why is that? Well, because they've had two forwards playing at fullback for the bulk of the season. They've had Ains Maitland-Niles and Chad Kolasinac who who are not fullbacks, and they can't they can't operate one on one with with a defender with with, a, with an attacker. Um, they can't prevent the cross coming in. The crosses come in. And actually, you know, by and large, it's been dealt with reasonably well um, by the people in the middle. That the the shots that Arsenal have, have conceded haven't been of a tremendous quality. I mean, the Watford game was obviously one that we'll all remember that, that they got absolutely battered in. Um, but again, that's a, that's a side that was completely devoid of confidence. Why is that? Well, you know, results breed confidence. But I think also there is an exacerbation from from goodness me, who am I to, to to tell the match going fan what to do? I'm not one anymore. I was, but I'm not anymore. But you know, when when there is when there are booze cascading down from the stands, that doesn't it doesn't make these men feel like they are going to be out going out there as world beaters. You know, you saw the reaction that Shaka had. Okay, that was one that bled in from the social media noise, not not from the stands. And his reaction was absolutely disgraceful. No professional footballer should ever do that. But that was what he felt compelled to do at that moment. So, you know, it shows you the fragility, the mental fragility, or that the captain of the team should be acting in that way. This is the mental fragility of that Arsenal squad. That's down to Emery to fix. Absolutely it is. And I think Emery's great for all. I think he's an excellent manager. And I think we, we will see that when he goes somewhere else and, and delivers the trophies that, that he's capable of delivering that I don't think he's ever going to do at Arsenal now because I think it's, it's gone beyond that for him. But you will see his great for is that he can't speak English. <laughs> he can't communicate properly. There was, a, there was an excellent you know, insight into, into this when Robin Van Persie was saying, um, that he'd watched a video that one of the players had sent him from the dressing room and, and you know, he was listening for three minutes to, to, to what Uno and Marie was trying to say, trying to communicate to the players. And at the end of it, I couldn't understand what it was he, he, he'd been driving. You know, that, that, is a, that is a real problem for, for any manager. But it doesn't mean he's a bad manager. It doesn't make him a clown. It just means that his command of English is really, really poor. And, uh, you know, I don't know how, to, how Arsenal are ever going to overcome that. Um, it should have been, should have been, well, they should have got a, a translator in who could, he's capable of communicating his ideas, maybe. It should have been, something. It should have been picked up in the interview stages, really. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're looking to heal a squad, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure it was, you know, I hear that it was... Uh, it, it was a, a question mark, and especially because he had the same problems at Spartak. Uh, he was at Spartak Moscow, right, where he got fired in the dressing room, mm-hmm. um, and he and the French media. Yeah, uh, he wasn't. We didn't. It didn't have a good grasp of French either. My my uh, my. It's not an insight, but it's just an observation. Um, the good evening thing has been going on for eighteen months, and I just, <laughs> I just, I, I know that I know. I I think it's hilarious. And I think it's kind of endearing. But just that nobody asked was said, Unai, it's um, everyone's kind of 
taking the mick out of you a little bit. It's it's good. It's good evening. Just 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 help him along. You know, just like a, a small little basic, and no one. No one at Arsenal seems to have, set, you know, like raised awareness of it, and now you've got the severe account in Spain uh, saying "good, good evening," and you know, I, I see Hector Bellerin on the site uh, the other day said, first of all, I just want to say good evening." You know, it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's those little things that um, that are missing well, for I think, him. I think there seems to have been some kind of communication about his antics on the sideline. I mean, he's been a lot less demonstrative now. Um, I don't know if that is by design or, or by. I feel that's a confidence thing. Well, maybe it is, but but maybe not. Maybe it is because somebody has said to him, you know, people are people are calling you a clown. You know, you've got to you've got to tone it down. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. I think Leonardo um, said that to him at PSG. He was told that you behave, you know, you keep your emotions intact, you know, you know, inside, and he was told not to yeah. um, be demonstrative. Um, so, so I think um, you know you've made a you've made a like a very solid case for for Emery. I think um, what I, I don't think he's in a situation where he can rescue it. I, I don't think that his ideas um, are getting through to the players, and I think that there will be a change. Um, mm. I'd like to I'd like to talk about the change uh, more, like Raúl and the way that he's running the club at the moment. Uh, and just wanted to get your take on it. Uh, he was it's it's in the it's in the press that he was caught, you know, having dinner with Mourinho, who's been hovering around the club like a bad smell. Um, we're being linked with um, Luis Enrique. Like we've gone full on into stage two that Manchester United got into. You've made an error with the yeah, first yeah. manager that you've hired. The fans scream yeah. that they want a winner, and then you end up, yeah. with, you know, when you when you when your strategy is hire a winner. And you don't align the manager with um, with with the talent. Yeah. You get culture you, of the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the culture of the club. You get into problems. Um, what like what are your thoughts on Raúl? You know, we're almost two years into his sort of his his tenure, and the 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 the, the cracks are starting to show that maybe he might not be the innovator we'd hoped for. Um, what like what what are your thoughts on you know what his transfer strategy was this summer? Um, on, on what's happened this season so far with the leaks and you know just a, the, a lack of control on the football side of the club. Yeah, um, well, I'm obviously. I mean, I think um, I, I think the transfer strategy should have been first and foremost to, to look for that one player that Arsenal lacked that everybody else has, um, and that should have been the absolute priority. Uh, from their transfer business this summer, and in, instead they fiddled around the edges. I think there are some really, really impressive outcomes from from that, and, and Martinelli is going to be first and foremost among them. I mean, what an unbelievable signing he was, and will yeah, prove you, to be if he can stay fit. You want pressing from the um, front? That's your guy, right? What a, what a terrier oh, he is! Absolutely, absolute monster! What a player! What a player! And you know when he when he is. But he is going to be inconsistent. He's going to fade out of games, and, and we've seen that. Uh, you know, when he came on and um, tore teams apart with his goals in the first few. You know, he's had the odd game where he's been anonymous when coming on a sub, and that's inevitable because um, he's a young teenager. You know, he's eighteen years old. He's a, he's a boy. So, there's the, but there's a lot to come from him. Um, but I think that you know they, I think I think they flunked 
flunked the, the, the transfer strategy. Um, it should have been that they pull somebody in who is capable of... I mean, And I saw him at the World Cup. Lucas Torreira looked, looked like that player. He was fantastic for Uruguay. But then what I failed to, to realise when when uh, when assessing that was just the, the the number of warriors in that Uruguay team. So it's very easy for a man to well, it's very easy for a man to challenge a bloke with a bottle in the Tollington if he's backed up by you, Pedro. You know, I mean that's uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's 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 all about that. You know, I and mean, it's about having it's about having the confidence of the players around him. And I don't think that he, he does that at Arsenal. I think he's, he's, he's realised that when he goes and, and mixes it, he's on his own. He's also, he, I think it's, he's also a cultural misfit, isn't he? I mean, just yeah. like he doesn't, he, yeah. he mentioned last season that he didn't particularly like the weather and I feel that, mm. you know, mm. Uruguay to Italy, um, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a certain type of move, like coming from Italy, if you really are embedded in that sort of culture, it's probably a bit of a shock to land in London and land in a mess when you're, I mean, he's still very young. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole host of reasons why it hasn't worked out for him. And I think that that's, you know, at the end of the day, you're dealing with the human capital resource here. You know, this is these are assets on the balance sheet. But at the end of the day, they're all human. And being able to, to, to get that best out of that human capital is, is not a financial transaction. There are so many different inputs into their productivity. And a football club where you the scrutiny is so enormous the the social media scrutiny the the, the what comes out of the stands you know the the, the instant judgment the, the the 38 times of being appraised every single year it, it means that, that you've got to have a, a particular character and I don't think Arsenal have had those characters in the dressing room for ever actually not since the Invincibles and I think that that was by design I think that Arsene Wenger did not like conflict did not like conflict yeah I know for a fact he doesn't like being challenged I've done it a couple of times and and he's ended up screaming at me Um, and and by the way uh, that's had no influence on my regard for Arsene Wenger all of my all of my judgments of his performance have been entirely dispassionate as best any Arsenal fan can be dispassionate Mm -hmm. Um, you know about about how I feel he has delivered. It's got nothing to do with, with personal issues that I've had with him. Um, but, you know, I do think that, that, that there was a, a very clear design in that dressing room not to have the kinds of leaders and, and, and battlers that, that so many other clubs have. That, that creative tension that, that Pep Guardiola deliberately fostered, you know, where he is seen as the pack leader but there is constant squabbling there's you know i mean i don't i think he would have tolerated what's happened with raheem sterling in the past few days uh, in a way that gareth southgate feels like he can't afford to um and i can understand gareth with southgate's reasons for that but that's a completely new another story altogether do you so think... i do think that you know arsenal's arsenal's failed and it isn't just raul sanjay who's who's failed them but but he certainly has um do you think in the, terms of not addressing that strategic deficiency. Do you think the, the the mistake was probably not having a replacement for Sven Mislintat, and then let it, you know, is that is is the transfer strategy that we saw? I mean, it certainly wasn't 
Certainly wasn't um, an Edu transfer strategy, right, this summer, I would imagine. And, you know, he wasn't bedded in. Like, that felt like either the, the dregs of um, some thoughts that Sven had or, like, it certainly didn't look like a data-driven transfer approach. Mm. What do you think to that? Yeah, that worries me. That, 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 yeah, that's interesting. I mean, the, 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 I know there is a data department in there, but I think that, that you know, Sven Mislintat's ability to, to parlay those data into successful transfers is, is provable. And I think that that is a, a tremendous loss to Arsenal, not, not having him on the books anymore. I, 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 do I think that they haven't... Well, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, fundamentally, my view is that, that there are certain positions that Arsenal have failed to provide the, the personnel that are required in the modern game. And the, the, we've all seen, you know, four years ago, we saw how important N'Golo Kante was. We could see that, you know, and he, he has been equally important in the title-winning Chelsea team. You know, that, that was obvious to all of us, but Arsenal have failed to address that. Now, four years in football is an unbelievably long time. And you know, Manchester United haven't addressed it either. Nemanja Matic is the player they've had do it. But watch how he has declined yeah. in the past 12 months. And that has coincided with Manchester United's general decline. Having Pogba out as well means the man who was covering for that, a lot of it, you know, has also been exposed too. So, you know... Look at Tottenham Hotspur. They don't have a player who's capable of doing that. Eric Dyer was doing it reasonably well. His form's fallen off a cliff. So too Spurs' results. You know, this is, this is, it, it's pretty clear to me. That, that, we need that, that DM. This, we need a to strong correlation. We need that DM. We've been, we've been waiting for that I destroyer mean, since Patrick Vieira, right? Well, well, since Gilberto. I mean, Gilberto, Tom did sorry, it for yeah. a season. Yeah. So, Gilberto did it for a season. Um, sorry, yeah, Song, Song did it for a season. Um, uh, but then, you know, either Wenger told him or he believed that he was... The, he next, was the new Cesc Fabregas. Yeah, yeah, well, he was shabby, <laughs> shabby of Iniesta. And, and he started pushing forward and, and it all fell apart. And, they, you know, that, that, that deficiency has never been addressed. And Arsenal have been over... You know, everybody, everybody goes, oh, their defence is... Not defence, they don't have... A, a screen in front of them. You know, introduce that and the defence isn't going to be hit by teams running at them with the ball. No defender in the world can, can defend against that time after time after time. And that's what Arsenal face because there's nobody tripping them up in the midfield. No one in the centre circle taking the taking the yellow so that the team doesn't concede a goal. There's no one who who is winning the ball back six, seven, what, even four, five times from, from that centre circle that makes teams think, hold on, we're going to have to play around them. Teams are attacking Arsenal with such pace, you know, down the flanks when they don't have any fullbacks, or through the middle when, when there's no one to defend in there, they're getting change out of it. I mean, it's, it's bleeding obvious to me. It has been for years. And I've despaired of Wenger that nothing ever changed with it. But that was Wenger's fault. Now, Emery's getting it in the back because his results aren't... But, but Emery has absolutely no 
no input at all on the transfer strategy. You know, that's not his role. He he's there to probably a good to, thing though, considering his, yeah, yeah, yeah but considering his track record at PSG. Do you um so uh, like? But then he never. But Sophia, he had the top director of football in world football. You know, and PSG, they had their their transfer department. So he doesn't have the. He's not equipped to do it because he's never done it anywhere. Least of all, a club of the stature of Arsenal with the resources that they've been splashing around. So, uh, as we um, as, as we consider, like I think that it's forty nine days until January first. I'd be very surprised if Emery makes it um, mm. uh, through the. I, I mean, I think he'll make it through the next four games, which I think is a good thing. I, I think the worst thing, possible thing that could happen to Arsenal is that we have to fire him in the next two games and then make a panic hire. Um, yeah. I'd imagine that you have your eye on a lot of um, a lot of young managers or older managers yeah. in and around Europe. Like where where would you take where would you take Arsenal into the future? What you know? What would you what what are the what are the core competencies that you'd be looking for? And like like throw us out some names. The more hipster, the better. You know, I love a hipster <laughs> manager. Well, I, th- I think that. Um... I think that a manager who's capable of playing the, the the attractive brand of football that Arsenal want and need, which is you know a, 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 a fast pressing game. I mean, the, the challenge is that, that you know Emery did have that fast pressing game in the first half of last season, first two thirds of that season, and then all the players were pooped. You know, and I think that's probably why he's he's changed his approach this year because they fell off a cliff at the end of last season because. He paced them according to a career that he'd always been able to give them a winter break, not where they're playing Saturday, Thursday, you know, Sunday, Thursday, every single week. So that that was a problem, and I don't necessarily think that you can you can play a pressing game in in this league without a squad of the size of Manchester City's. Um, I think that you know you've got to play really high possession football. Um, so that's one thing. I mean, I'd like to see. I, I love the way that that, that um, Hoffenheim last year and um, this year um, uh, Leipzig have been doing the, the, the one twos. I think they have been just you know awesome ability to to retain the ball. And I think Julian Nagelsmann will be absolutely front and centre of my acquisition list. I don't think he's going to be. Possible to get that? I think he's he's somebody that that is probably committed to the project that he's in. He's only been in it for a few months now. Doesn't speak you know, Ger- doesn't speak English either, which was surprising because uh, most Germans. Oh really? Do. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Well, he's, he's still pro- probably still young enough to learn it. Um, oh, but yeah, then, absolutely. Well, there you are. What that what that does tell you though is probably he's got no no he doesn't hanker for coaching here. He's, he doesn't see his, his career as being in this country. Then so that's. That's interesting. I wasn't aware of that. Um, yeah, look, if you look at um, yeah, I, I I was I was shocked, but um, you know when he does champ when he does um, uh, press conferences against English teams, he won't speak English to the press. So he has to go through a translator. Right. Okay, well, yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't speak English. It might mean he won't speak English. That's um, Pochettino wouldn't speak English, and he could right for his first yeah, couple exactly. of years over here. Exactly. So I think there's a you know there's a, there's a question mark about that. I mean I don't know. Um, they all want to be here. 
but you know, would you want to be managing Arsenal? I think it's a, I think it's a really difficult job to persuade somebody to take at the moment. I really do, because because you know people will look at what's happened to Manchester United and they will see the direction of travel at Arsenal and they will think, do I want to be the Louis Van Gaal figure? Do I want to be the next bloke who fails? Yeah, I think it's a really, really difficult sell. Um, if Pep Guardiola were to leave Manchester City, I would love to see him at Arsenal. I know that he inquired. I definitely know that he inquired after the job before when he was on that sabbatical before Bayern Munich. He he he, he made an approach to Arsenal via intermediaries to try and find out if uh, if there was any appetite to hire him and. Uh, they, uh, Benga was coming towards the end of his contract, so it was the perfect time to bring him in. And um, they renewed Benga's contract with uh, with you know, very disappointing uh, results, obviously after doing that. So there's. What do you think of Marco there's, there's Rose a, um, t- topping the table with uh, Munch and Gladbach? Yeah, with, with Gladbach. Yeah, I mean. Problem is, I mean, what, what, do, what do you make of Chris Wilder? You know, I mean, might he be able to play an incredible brand of football with with a set of really good players? Possibly. You know, is he completely wedded to playing long long ball football? Yeah, you know, these guys. I don't. I don't think we've seen enough from from the Borussia Mönchengladbach coach to be able to say that he is perfect for for, for a top English club. Yeah, you know, I. For the same, but for those reasons, we wouldn't hire a young English coach or, or a proven English coach who's who's only been achieving it in the lower leagues and the championship. You know. Do you have well, an opinion on um, on, on, on Potter? Um, did great work at Worcester Suns. Yeah, I think I think he's done he's done brilliantly. But would I have him as the Arsenal manager? I, no, I don't really have an opinion. I think he, I think he is I think he is capable of. of instilling an incredible culture within a football team yeah uh, and I think he, he did that fantastically well at Swansea um, again the, the, the results he's getting at Brighton are excellent not in terms of the, the, the points on the board but in terms of what he's getting from players at his disposal what he lacks is a centre forward who's able to score goals Neil Mopai is uh, is is not a particularly high performance. When you go back to the chance conversion stat that I was saying earlier, he's he's sub twenty percent. So if they had somebody that he could have, in, I mean, he's, he feels like he has to use four strikers every game, you know, to, to try and chase the game because the chances that they're creating aren't being converted earlier on. So yeah, would he be a good fit? Yeah, actually, you know, now that I think about it, it's not a name I've even considered, but but yeah, I think he could. I think he could be fantastic for Arsenal. I think he'd be somebody who would communicate his ideas very clearly. I think uh, I think that he would play football in the right way for Arsenal. And I think that in terms of of giving the players the humility and the, and the reconnection back to the, the the terraces, I think he would be beyond outstanding at that. Actually, I think he would probably be the best on the market at being able to do that. When he was at Ostersons, he had them doing. <laughs> Incredibly, he had them doing uh, uh, community play performances, like you know, like sort of Amdram stuff in, in local local halls, to, to to make sure that the players had that that 
humility. They were doing like big Lebowski style interpretative dance. <laughs> um, he had a uh, he had a great uh, a great strategy for transfers as well, right? Almost like Bill Belichick yeah. at the Patriots. Find players that have a lot of talent that kind of yeah. dropped off. Give them the chance to reinvigorate their career. Like that's kind of well, yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a beautiful idea. Bill Morrison is the, is the is the prime example, isn't it? I mean, yeah. didn't, didn't he play for him at Ostersons? You know, he, he clearly had tremendous talent. Um, I mean, he's he's at Sheffield United now, and Chris Wilder can't get a kick. But you know, he he yeah. I mean, Chris Wilder has also got that approach to it. You know, I, I think. I think these guys are capable. These, these English coaches are very, very capable of getting results. They are very bright people who are extremely committed to football. They speak the lingo. There's so much, so much to, to to recommend them. I know that there's a guy on Twitter called uh, who goes by the name of Sharpovich who's going to accuse me of being a, 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 a passion, as he puts it, P-A-S-H-U-N, a little Englander. But, you know, my view is that the, those players shouldn't be overlooked in favour of the trendy, hipsterish but, foreign names just because they uh, just because they're English. On, on the passion point, and I, I do love this because um, the passion thing became a, a you know a, a, a swipe at English culture and you know our love for players that show heart on the pitch. Mm. Didn't that turn around quickly? Now every chairman wants a Jurgen Klopp tearing down the the sidelines. The 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 passion thing is what drives people to watch the Premier League, and I think that it's it's yeah. super entertaining that people went from you know th- like taking that as an insult to now it's almost like a prerequisite. You know, people I want a manager like mm-hmm. Jurgen Klopp on, on the touchline because those sorts of characters bring um, an energy to the stadium and to, to to proceedings that that you really want around your club, right? Well, that's the point of difference that the top brings, isn't it? It's that energy, it's that 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 determination and devotion to winning um, that that not every manager has, and you know his great rival in the Premier League at the moment does. You know, Pep Guardiola has that. I think there's a. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much his his strongest and unique suit, actually, Klopp. I don't think he's he's particularly brilliant tactically I think most of the I think what his his other fantastic asset is his willingness to listen to everybody who has an important input into him that you know that thing that that Arsene Wenger could never do Um, he listens on the transfer recommendations he listens in terms of the, the opponent analysis you know all of those things that are Beyond one man's ken to be able to do on his own, he he delegates, and uh, and then when he gets the feedback, he he puts it into very simple terms for his players. That that interlocution is is such an important thing to do, and it's something that that Unai Emery has failed to do in English in the Arsenal dressing room. But it's something that he's been able to do elsewhere. Um, so you know that that's. That's where that's where Klopp is such a good good man. I think uh, you know Arsenal aren't going to find Jurgen um, until they fix all the other things that we've discussed. And I think fundamentally, it's it's about getting the right players on the football pitch. Football's all about players, and Arsenal don't have the ones that are capable of challenging at the very top. So you're not going to commit to a name, Matt? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, it's not my job. I, 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 look, I, would, I, 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 the one I admire the most is Nagelsmann. I think he's, I think he's, 
I mean, he'd, he'd be so arsenal, he's, but he's but, the he's the ideal, right? He's the he's yeah, the dream. Future yeah, football for me. What do you what do you think? What's your view? I think that we need to sign a a, a young visionary coach. That um, I, I think our, our Arsenal's football strategy needs to go beyond Champions League football. I think it needs to, they they're not focused on what sort of team they want to build. They're not focused on uh, like a three year plan. No, it just seems right. to be. It's, yeah. This summer was chuck a bunch of money at a manager that gets yeah. into Champions League and see what happens. And I think the lack yeah. of vision for the club is is really worrying. And um, Raul going to dinner for Mourinho just sort of doubled down on that idea. Well, that it's, it's it's yeah it's 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 year to year. Um, it's not. There's no focus on what the Arsenal way should be, and you know whatever you want to say about Arsene Wenger, and I know that you're obviously not going to say anything bad about him, but uh, that guy had a vision um, every time. Whether it was the Invincibles, whether it was Project Youth, whether it was Project British Core, there was always a plan and a vision and a style. And I, you know, I'm I'm desperate for Arsenal to bring in somebody with ideas that are going to move us forward. Um, you know, three, five, eight years. Um, but yeah. I just, I just have real concern with the leadership at Arsenal at the moment. I think that Raúl is, you know, he's he's a society guy. He wants to, you know, he's he's a bit of a bit of a star fucker. You know, he, he wants to. He's, you know, he's making eighty million pound transfers. But did, did he really think about whether that was what Arsenal needed? He's going to mm. dinner with Mourinho because being seen having dinner with Mourinho in his circles is a, is a big deal. He's, you know, dining with the super agents. And I just I, I I think that the the next the next person that we hire in has to be a thoughtful hire, and sadly it, you know the 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 perfection that Liverpool have with Jurgen Klopp is he was uh, he was an elite manager with uh, sort of middle class tastes if you know what I mean like he you know he he went to Liverpool and he played with the hand that he was dealt. And he built something. He didn't go in there demanding 200 million. Like his net spend was what near zero for the first year, mm-hmm. uh, and then he built and he built well, and he built. He yeah, and he, yeah. He's, he's, uh, but you know, like a, he he still absorbed you know, those shocks to the system. He you know the, the the squad that he picked up to start with, and you know some of the football that he had playing in the first season was brilliant. But I just don't see where there's um, where there's a clop like character um, waiting in the wings. So I think we're going to have to take a chance on. Um, somebody young and you know there's concerns wherever you go you go for Arteta and you don't know whether he's going to be able to bring that magic you go with uh, Marco Rose or uh, Nagelsmann and you know Hassan Huttel was a good manager in Germany like can you bring that explosive football to a faster paced league you know there's (laughs) there's dangers in hipsters there's yeah he was brilliant yeah Yeah. and and look what's happened they are Outside of, of Newcastle and Norwich, they're the worst performing team in the Premier League. Not just in terms of the the, the, the table, but in terms of all of the the, the, the key metrics, they're, they're they're really really bad. I mean, you know, and who exposed that? But but a Leicester side capable of doing that because they have some of the best players in in the division. You know, it's not rocket. Oh, but by the way, the goalkeeper is also outstanding, making three point seven five saves for every shot he faces. Probably more than that now, and and denying. You know, one one of the top four or five in terms of XG denied um, over the course of the season as well. He's you know he's fantastic as a last line of defence. Leno's pretty good as well, but he's not of Schmeichel's levels. So I think there's 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 a whole host of issues. When you talk about the strategy, well that's set from the very top 
and you can sense that that this has been uh, this has been a, a strategic panic from the very top. That Cronky was completely laissez-faire, hands-off, absentee landlord, allowing the manager to to keep sticking over because as long as the balance sheet looked looked strong, as long as that that stagnant pile of fetid cash remained untouched in in the uh, in the coffers, then this was this was something that was fine. And you know, there was no scrutiny of, of or accountability for, for Wenger's performance. And when the the things that we all could see from 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 afar, you know, without even being involved in the football club, they came home to roost, well, you know, there was a sense of panic. And that is now an existential sense of panic, it seems to me, within the football club. And it's bleeding from the very top because they think, well, something's got to be done. You know, we've we've got to get back into the Champions League because that's where the money is. Well, you know, like you say, there's not been any any real thought on how to address it in a strategic manner. And yeah, but also, you know, you've got you've got tremendous mistakes. I mean, the other thing we haven't talked about is the schism in the dressing room created by the contracts that have been handed out to 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 Ozil, a player who doesn't appear. And I might be wrong about that, but certainly doesn't appear like he's 100% focused on his football. Somebody who, who, <laughs> yeah. who, who has who has alternative interests, you know. Somebody who flies off to smoke in shisha bars when when he's on an international break this time last year. You know, this is this is not this is not something that that, that is really commensurate to earning 17 and a half million pounds a year of the club's money, and yet. You know that's that's the reality of the situation, and that's something else that you know has had to contend with. And the next guy will have to. I mean, it's 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 not a job that I would, if I were an agent, be advising my manager client to take. No, I, I definitely hear for a minute around the club that it like it it will have to get a lot worse before we we sense a rebuild or the the Cronkies really start paying attention to to what they're doing. I think the I think that the mm. the absent the the absenteeism is um, is absolutely crucial here, and I, I think that yeah. like Josh Josh just wants to be loved, um, and I think that they're once mm. I, and my my big fear is that they're once again entrusting the club and people that maybe don't have uh, its best intentions uh, at heart, and um, you know I guess we'll see what happens with the with the next hire. So you know there are a lot of good people at Arsenal. Let's hope that. Um, let's hope that they can come to a, a, a positive decision on, on on who the next manager is, because I think Mourinho would just burn the place down, and I think Enrique oh, is God. just I think Enrique could be yeah. a disaster as well. And uh, but yeah. it's, it, like like you say, it's very difficult to put your put your stake in the ground because it, there's not an obvious choice waiting in the wings. No, and, and would they want it even if there was? I mean, you know, I don't know how true this is, but but again, you know, the rumour is that Luis Enrique is very money motivated. Um, Fourteen million, he's he priced wanted, himself didn't he? out of jobs. Yeah, he's priced himself out of jobs. I, 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 that's unsubstantiated. I can't attest to it, but that's 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 what I have been led to believe. Um, you know, is that the kind of character that you want leading the dressing room that is already? Split us under as a result of of money issues. Probably not. He's not. A, he's not. very. He's a very um, abrasive character as well. 
you read through yeah, some of his press absolutely. conferences. He's not uh, he's not a big fan of the press. I don't think that don't think no, that'll go but down. But then Pep's well. not. Pep's not. Pep, Pep's a, a a git towards people of my profession. So you know <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean that that he's bad at his job. But um, but yeah, at a time where where you've got to try and heal a, a fracture within the football club, I, I think that's absolutely well. He, he and and Pep Guardiola and, and sorry, um, Jose Mourinho would be. Uh, completely the wrong profile for the team. So um, to 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 round off the show, how long uh, how long do you think the the Emery show is going to last? Uh, when, what would your prediction be, or your gut feel? Well, I, I mean, I, I, I think it is irreparable because there is a, a view almost unilaterally held from within the fan base that he's the wrong man. And I think that's a really unfair view. Because I think that when the personnel on the football pitch improve in terms of you know actually getting the fullbacks back fit, getting the centre forward back sharp, you know papering over the cracks in the midfield, I saw some really encouraging signs actually from from the way I watched it against Leicester. I thought there were you know his there were very clear tactics there for me it was it was to try and play the ball through and around that Leicester team and I think that they got a lot of change out of that for for a, a fair old while so the green shoots are there for me even though the results aren't um, and actually if you were to stick with him till the end of the season then then things might change I mean that's that's another point I think He's only got a contract, and much as we read otherwise from David Ornstein um, from uh, from his briefing that that he's got two years left after this one. I don't, uh, as far as I understand it, I thought, and I and I've never been disused of this opinion that he had two years, a two-year contract. Um, and you know, if that is the case, and the dressing room believes he's only got two years, then in their eyes, he's a dead man walking anyway. So it right. does make things very, very difficult for him to, to have any authority within his own dressing room. So that's yet another, <laughs> yet another issue that he's having to contend with. So I, 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 I really don't know how long is it going to go. He probably will last to the end of the season, I think, because I don't see where the alternatives are. Well, what would you do? Would you hire Freddie and, and have him take over? Well, would Freddie want to be doing that? I don't hear great would things. Want to have the, I don't hear great things about him. I think putting the, the keys to the club yeah. in the hands of somebody that went to Germany with Jonker and got his team relegated, I don't yeah. think that that's, yeah. that's not winnativity uh, right there. <laughs> and and the, thing, the, the, dangerous thing with, the dangerous thing with Freddie is, you know, he's got star, you know, he's got star quality about him or the fans love him and then he has a good 10 game run and then he gets a 3 year deal yeah, and then yeah, you're, yeah. you're yeah, you know, the only going to Southgate yeah, yeah you're 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 taking a man united path like if we're going to hire in yeah. a young coach let's hire someone in from a from a, a winning background um but yeah i'm i'm kind of with you like i i'm absolutely not a fan of of, of unai emery but i am less of a fan of the of the the vultures circling the club at the moment and yeah. Um, I, you know, totally. You, you you make those on paper signings, and on paper you're like Mourinho makes sense. You know he's a good communicator. He'll get the players playing to a certain level, but you just know where it's going to go. And uh, like yeah, letting precisely. somebody letting somebody in at Arsenal that treated the club and and you know our greatest ever manager that poorly for so long would be disgraceful. Second in my greatest. Second greatest. Second greatest. But yeah, 
Yeah, you big big um, Herbert Chapman fan. I certainly am. Yeah, um, but but I, I think that there's a you know when you when you look at it like that, you think what are the alternatives and what is the what is the next outcome? What what are we going to see? You and you think that actually probably the guy that we've got is the one that we're going to be that is going to be there at the end of the season. Well, then what do you do? Do you keep carping at him? Do we, do we keep laughing at him? Do we keep calling him a clown and, and all the rest of it? Or do we, in resignation, think, well, okay, well, how do we make the best of a bad job? Uh, that's that's what I've been trying to do for <laughs> for, for, for a long time. You know, I do actually think that the man is a world class manager and he's in his right environment. I think he I think he is a genius to have done what he achieved with Seville. I stand by that. That's what I've said on Twitter and I've been I've been absolutely slaughtered for it. But I stand by it. I think that what he has achieved in the past proves proves some absolutely spectacular managerial faculties that haven't translated into what is ultimately potentially an impossible job taking over a, a, a fractured fan base in a failing team after a legacy manager with an absentee landlord who has been parsimonious for his entire time as the, as the owner of the football club, that is a pretty toxic mix. And, you know, it's the one that, that David Moyes walked into. And I don't think David Moyes is is anything of a fraction of what Unai Emery is capable of. He never um, recovered either, did he? No, and he's never recovered either. And I think this is, this is a crying shame, actually, because Emery is capable of, as he's proved, of so much more. Right, OK. Well, thank you very much um, for joining, Matt. I really appreciate you giving well, me more, more than the 45 minutes I was thinking. Uh, enjoyable <laughs> as ever. Um, I will put your credentials up on the Twitter and the website so people can um, can follow your excellent account. And like, we hope to have you back. Like, maybe if there's a if there's a change at some point. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Top man, Pedro. Thank you. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with one eight hundred flowers dot com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.